Exciting news at This Week Health. Starting May 16th, our keynote show is moving to Thursdays. Catch every episode weekly on our This Week Health conference channel. Don't miss conversations with top health system leaders designed to transform healthcare one connection at a time. Subscribe to This Week Health conference and stay updated every Thursday. Today in Health IT, how will generative AI change the role of clinicians in the next 10 years? I'm going to read this story and we're going to talk about it because, you know, with a title like that, it has to be hype, right? Anyway, MedCity News, and we will take a look at it to see if it's hype or if it's something we can learn from. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels and events dedicated to leveraging the power of community to propel healthcare forward. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, SureTest, Artisite, Parlance, Certify Health, Notable, and ServiceNow. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. You know, if you get a chance, share this podcast with a friend or colleague. Use it as a foundation for daily or weekly discussions on the topics that are relevant to you and the industry. They can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget that today we have a webinar. Love to have you join us. It is on our AI journey so far in healthcare. We have three great guests. We have Brett Lamb with University of North Carolina. We have Michael Pfeffer with Stanford University. And we have Christopher Longhurst with UCSD, University of California, San Diego. And we're gonna be talking about where AI is being applied, how it's being applied, and maybe what are some of the challenges in terms of moving forward with it and where they see it going. And these are great guests and I'm looking forward to the discussion. You can join us one o'clock today. If you wanted to sign up, go to our website, top right-hand column, you're gonna see the webinar information. Click on that, go ahead and subscribe. You'll get a, a email from Zoom, which will give you all the information you need to participate. Love to have you there and uh, be a part of the conversation. All right, here's the story. How will generative AI change the role of clinicians in the next 10 years? MedCity News, let me go into it. A new report predicted that generative AI tools will increasingly streamline many aspects of the clinician day in the next five to 10 years. And that this is particularly true for tools that can automate diagnosis and respond to patient questions. Wow, that's bold. Let's see where they go. AI is a bit of a buzzword, yes it is, in the healthcare world, so it's sometimes difficult to tell how much of an impact the technology is going to end up having on that sector. This month, Citi released a report that sought to cut through some of the noise. The report focused on how AI will affect the role of clinicians. It predicted that generative AI tools will increasingly streamline many aspects of the clinician's day in the next five to 10 years, and that this is particularly true for tools that can automate diagnosis and respond to the patient's questions. I'm seeing it in terms of responding to the patient's questions, diagnosis, let's see. The healthcare industry could see an emergency, emergence of increasingly effective tools for diagnosis in the coming years, according to the report. As these come onto the scene, clinicians will use them to aid their decision-making process, not replace it. For example, for example, a family doctor listening to a patient may think it's worth investigating A, B, and C. However, AI may also remind the doctor that syndrome D and E are also possible and therefore need consideration. These 
Tools will likely be equipped with generative AI capabilities such as automatic speech recognition, which can transcribe patient clinic clinician interactions, which we already have. The report predicted that this AI will have good accuracy. Large language models are less likely to produce wrong information when they're asked to summarize a text like a transcription of medical conversation than when they generate something completely new. That is absolutely true. That's how we're using it here at This Week Health. To date, no diagnostic generative AI tools have been launched on the market. However, several companies are developing and testing healthcare-focused large language models. For instance, Google unveiled MedPalm 2, which we talked about in April, and the tool is currently being used by Mayo Clinic and other health systems to begin. They are testing its ability to answer medical questions, summarize unstructured text, and organize health data. That's one of the areas I'm hearing more and more is creating that summary data, taking the entire medical record and creating a summary for the physician. We're still a little leery. There's still going to be an adoption curve and challenges there because it can't miss things, right? This is healthcare. It cannot miss things. I'm just going to create that summary. So it's important to do the testing and make sure that the tool is doing what it should do. But like I said, if you give it information, it is really good at summarizing that information and pulling that together and not having the hallucinations that it generally has. It goes on, diagnostic tools that listen to the patient interactions to suggest treatment advice will be used mainly by physicians, but other generative AI tools will hit the market to assist other healthcare professionals, including nurses, dietitians, and pharmacists, the report predicted. That's likely true as well. Let's see, for example, generative AI can be used to call and check in on patients, which could potentially prevent avoidable hospital admissions and emergency department visits. These tools can gauge a patient's progress after surgery, call a patient to hear how they are reacting to a new prescription or conduct welfare checks on older patients. These are all valid, but clinicians and other healthcare professionals aren't the only ones who will use the new health-focused generative AI tools in the next five to 10 years. Consumers will as well, according to the report, as the use of large language models becomes more widespread, consumers will likely gain access to chatbot style tools that answer their medical questions the way a doctor would it predicted. All right, so important to note, I, I don't know who wrote this, or let's see, City did the report. If I click on the report, AI and healthcare, the role of clinicians, and it has uh, all this information we just read and talked about. It doesn't really tell me who wrote the article. You know, what's interesting to me is a lot of times when you're looking at these reports and these articles, they are written written by interns, staff, new, new staff and that kind of stuff. And they're overseen by a partner of some kind. It wouldn't surprise me if that's what this falls into. It is city financial institution. So it's uh, research for their institutional clients. As you would imagine, it might even be more of a financial report to give people an idea of what what the financial implications of this technology are. Regardless, here's one thing I want us to be really cognizant of as we move forward, and that is you cannot replace humans. Human-to-human interaction, human-to-human touch, the ability for people to interact with other people cannot be replaced. If for no other reason than isolation is bad and having computers look in on people Today is not a substitute for people looking in on people and people being in each other's lives. So as we continue to push and progress down this path 
of generative AI and we explore new options, and I'm all for that. We should explore options where generative AI can reach into the home, have conversations, and pull relevant relevant information back into the medical record, put that into the workflow, put that in front of clinicians who can then act on it and maybe prevent a readmission or a hospitalization. I'm, I'm all for the testing of those things. But I also don't want us to lose the humanity of healthcare as we move forward. Again, I am all for moving technology forward, but I'm also all for keeping the humans involved. Again, we talked about this last Friday. The co-pilot construct, I think, is the right construct to move forward with generative AI. All right, that's all for today. Don't forget to share this podcast with a friend or colleague. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. SureTest, Artisite, Parlance, Certify Health, Notable, and ServiceNow. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.